0: Hey everyone, this is Anish from On The Spot Language, and I'm very excited to be here with my co-author. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Because a lot of people here know who I am, and I'll get into a little bit about what I'm doing, and a little bit about your chapter.
1: Sure thing. So I am Jen Dash from the United States living in New York. I am a mama of two, a school psychologist for 20 years. I've been a preschool teacher, worked at the college level, so I've worked with the gamut age-wise as far as kiddos go. And uh, more recently since the pandemic hit, I delved into the entrepreneurial world and created a program called the Mindful Mama Mastermind. It's a three month parenting program where I combine uh, practices in mindfulness, acceptance and commitment therapy and uh, parenting and educational research and practices. And then I customized based on each family's needs, how to best address what's going on for them. And that's been really neat. And then this opportunity for a new paradigm of education co-authored experience presented itself. And that's how I got to meet Anash as well as the other six authors. And it's been a passion of mine since I entered the educational world as a professional um, to try to find a way to have children enjoy their childhood again, because I've seen it um, in many instances be robbed. And I was able to enjoy a childhood that was carefree and blissful and wonderful. And, um, and school was know a place of learning but also of socialization and developing my own interests and all of that and uh i see very much in the world that i've been in this like pressure on children to perform it's all about outcomes and performance and test scores rather than who kids are at their core and honoring their inner awe and bliss and uniqueness and nurturing that. And so this has been something, like I said, I've been really passionate about for a long time now. And I'm hoping that this book will really help get our message out um, around the globe and create a forum for discussion and massive change so that children can be children again. And my chapter is about the power of connection because we, you know, I think we complicate things. I'm I'm guilty of that too. And, but really, if we can connect with people um, at at a real level of authenticity and create a space where it's loving and Uh, non-judgmental and we can all be free to be ourselves fully like that is where learning occurs that is where everything occurs it all starts there i believe and so that's what my chapter is about the power of connection being seen being heard being understood and uh teachers creating that space for for children and that's me and my message in a nutshell Cool. when people Expect.
0: talk and such something that you've touched on so many times that we've spoken is this idea of assessments and how everything is about levels and and you know achieving this score and that score or attaining this number and I, I find it so frustrating being in the adult esl world where where students are approaching me says, anish i want a high level toic or ielts score mm-hmm. and i need this level to get my immigration and and I'm like, my entire program is skills-based, you know? It's
1: like, yeah, maybe you can share a little bit. That's a perfect foray into what, what you do also for my audience who will will hear and, and mostly know about me, what, what you do, because you really bring a very unique perspective. Um, so maybe you can share. I'd love that.
0: Cool. Uh, so my name is Anish Dea. And 12 years ago, I started uh, an experiential language immersion program called On the Spot Language where we take our learners, adult learners outside and talk to strangers and teach them how to really build a a language learning resiliency tool belt that will enable them to, to start conversations, continue conversations, and at the end of the day, be able to have real life human, build human connections with people and to enjoy the process of language acquisition, learning the language, not just, you know, it's homework, it's homework, it's homework and, you know, the power of just, you know, a stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet. And then being Mm. able to connect, you know, the learning to different locations because we meet students at different locations every day and Mm. and making the city like a puzzle, like students are figuring out the the the, the history of the city, in piecing these little connections together so that they have a better cultural understanding of where they're planted in the city at a certain yeah. given time. And you know when you have that kind of deep-rootedness in in the culture, in the language, it's so much easier than to connect with mm-hmm. people locals. Part of what I share in my chapter is a little bit about my own language learning journey when i first landed in taiwan and i had no idea uh about the culture the language the reading the writing none of it and really sharing this idea of okay i'm in a whole new world i don't know the language what am i gonna do and then like those survival instincts kind of kick in you start learning language that's functional and, and useful for you. And then I learned my numbers one to ten on the airplane. I thought that was going to be, you know, enough and it clearly wasn't. So I completely immersed myself in the culture, in the language and just spoke to 100 strangers a day and mm-hmm. really figured out my own new paradigm of what I thought learning was at the time. Fortunately, I got laid off which led to me starting my own business an on the spot language where we've had hundreds of thousands of conversations with mm. strangers on the streets of Toronto our students have gotten jobs and found their partners and you know when we talk about this this future generation and generations to come you know, and what does language learning look like in that regard it, it makes me think that this idea of of oneness and how kind of we're all in this together, and it really doesn't matter where you're from, you know. You can connect with people regardless, like just of where you're from or your accent or how you you know sound. And there are great people everywhere you go around the world. And this this aspect of human kindness is such a big part of in our program. And the other thing that I would like to mention is just a lot of our students who who come from Asia or specifically Japan are dealing with a lot of mental health issues. And so, you know, one of the highest suicide rates in the world. And we're we're trying to bring a whole mindfulness aspect of language learning to Uh where they're approaching each day with gratitude, you know, and they're actually going around asking people, what are you grateful for? And spreading more human kindness and connecting with people, not that, oh, we're from Japan, but we're humans on this earth and we can share, you know, common values and uh-huh. human kindness. You know, we're the only experiential language learning program, as far as I know, in the world, let alone Canada. And I'm thinking, well, how are we the only ones doing this? How are there not more people doing what I'm doing? And, th- and the people who really need this kind of program are the newcomers, the immigrants, the refugees. When mm. they get this, these government-run free English classes, and yet they cannot functionally use any language outside of you know this is a pen you know and that's Mm -hmm. frustrating for me so we're in the midst of building that out and and hopefully um spread the word of what we're doing with on-the-spot language and really enable and empower more teachers to be able to do what I've been hopefully been doing successfully over the past you know 12 years study abroad and and culturally immerse yourself that would be uh even better but this this new paradigm for me is uh it's very different compared to the some of the other authors in in the chapter but i think we all share these core values of you know we're trying to make change we're trying to say hey this is the new paradigm we're coming at it from a place of mindfulness and, and gratitude and wholeheartedness and really human connection and really getting down to the core of who we are as humans and mm-hmm. um, we talk about emotional intelligence yeah just connecting with students uh, on a deeper level as you do so well that's, uh, <laughs> there's my yeah, that's
1: that's beautiful thank you for sharing and there's you know there's a lot that you just shared, that um, while on the one hand, it's, it is unique in that you're a language, uh, I don't even want to say coach, because you, you do so much, um, and that you work with adults, but also with teens, but but really focusing, and the theme throughout what you just shared, I think, was um, a focus on humanity, a focus on... Um, meaningful connections, meaningful learning, meaningful experiences. And, um, you know, I think we're all teachers and we're all learners. And so when we when we look outside of that though, and outside of our heart, and, and those connections, and life just being meaningful, and not, and that interconnectedness, right, and that interconnectedness experience that's like just ongoing, if we allow for it and create spaces for it, um, then I think you know there's is this woven sort of connection between the authors and everything that we do and just everyone. And um, I love that your program really, it it meets every learner where they're at, every student where they're at, right? And you, from both your experience, but also this understanding that even though you remember what that was like coming into a new uh, country and, and that fear and that like, Oh my gosh here I am like because you probably anticipated just joy and excitement and the adventure of it and then you show up with knowing how to count from you know zero to ten you're like oh geez there's gonna I I gotta (laughs) gotta figure some things out here and and putting yourself in the shoes of all the learners that come into your program I think that that is essential for any teacher And any person in any sort of interaction that we have doing our best um, to try to put ourselves in someone else's shoes without making assumptions and um, just going in with that open heart, that open mind um, and compassion and empathy. And you do that so beautifully. And then you also make, once they feel safe, you make an adventure out of it whether that's looking at the city right like a puzzle and right and having them be in these um, situations where it's out of their comfort zone but you're there for that sense of security right and um, and so you give them sort of these baby steps to kind of venture out with a script so maybe just because I I do have Mm -hmm. a little bit of an understanding of what a day I think looks like but maybe you can share sort of even like what a day in the life or an hour in the life looks like for one of your learners with our audience.
0: Awesome. I love that you completely get what the program is all about. I appreciate that understanding. Okay. Um, yeah so yeah, a quick day in the life of one of our students is they they wake up they get on the subway they hold a newspaper and they'll turn to someone they'll circle a vocabulary word and say excuse me um, would you be able to help me? What exactly does this word mean? And some say, like, oh, it means that that that." Would you be able to help me make a sentence? Oh, sorry, I just got in from Japan. Oh, my brother's sister was teaching English in Japan. And they started a conversation. They're like, oh, Okay, that's good to know. Could you please write that down? Sorry, your name was nothing. Talk to a few people on the subway. They arrived to the uh, subway station. They have to find the location of where we are supposed to meet. And- Without using Google Maps, so they're asking me where would I find, you know, the statue of uh, Matt Sundin. And they're like, oh yeah, it's just outside of the Air Canada Centre near Union Station. They're like, oh okay. And they get to Union Station, they go outside. Where would I find the statue of Matt? And They ask about twenty people. Find the statue of Matt to Find out he's a hockey player. Used to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, they have to ask all the information. Then class starts. That's this is all before classes even started, right? Wow. Um, then we meet them with all the other three students uh, at the location, and then the task begins, where we have a specific focus for that day. Where it might be, let's ask people, who's your Toronto, who's your favorite Toronto Maple Leafs player of all time? That could be a task for the day. And we, okay. okay, who's your favorite Maple Leafs player? And then another student will jump in. What, what was his jersey number? What position did he play? You know and kind of jumping like do you know Wayne Gretzky and like oh yeah and so you know building that cultural awareness of hockey is a big deal here in Toronto right. or yes. you know, when was yeah. the last time the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup which is a very sore point here in Toronto um but then they walk <laughs> away after talking to a hundred people with this idea and this again we're not talking about hockey every day but right. that day they'll never forget Matt Sundin or you know uh Doug Gilmore some other famous Maple Leafs players but they'll have that connection of you know hockey and then part of the part of the program is you know telling a joke so why did the boy climb the tree with a hockey stick I don't know why to play with the Maple Leafs you know <laughs> so building a joke yeah. into that and a, a culturally relevant joke at that right uh-huh. that they could then use at a, a dinner party or you know wherever they are so then we you know that that task could be done for the day um and then they would have a task after class which is finding the next location and then asking people who would you say is the most famous hockey player of all time and that would be that task for the day and they'd have to ask you know 50 to 100 people get a wide variety of answers but by the end of it they're not even thinking about am i scared to talk to a stranger or approach a stranger it's like they're gathering information they're working as a team there's accountability there but then they're enjoying the conversations and they're learning so much and so there's a that's just one example of a a possible day that but every day is so customizable as well um Mm -hmm. each student has different soft skills that we're working on Mm -hmm. so for example one skill could be jumping into a conversation so two students could be talking to a stranger now, other student will have to come walking. On. Oh, hey, excuse me, guys. Quick question. Learning how to jump into a conversation is another <laughs> tough skill for a lot of students to do. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, could, I could go on forever, but thank yeah. You. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, well, I, I think, you know, what you're teaching them is what I teach a lot of my students in these social skills groups. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is we could all use that. And that's emotional intelligence, right? Like, um, you know, you and I have spoken separate from even the book. And one of the one of the ideas that I think we realized together is that uh, we both grew up in households where we were um, our confidence levels were built up, and we were sort of sent this message: like, you could do anything, you could be anything, right? And. Um, And I think that that's really, really critical is that piece about about confidence. And if you haven't grown up in a house like that, that's okay. Or if that's not your personality, then every moment every experience is a new opportunity for that. And you're creating this home base, you know, where you are building up their confidence. And like anything else, when we practice something, just like babies the first time, or toddlers when they're first learning to walk, right? Like they don't just, if they gave up, after the first few times not when none of us would be walking right but they just they just do it Mm -hmm. and sometimes maybe there's a a parent or or somebody there cheering them on but maybe not you know and then over time we start telling ourselves these stories and talking ourselves out of things but but the hardest part in in terms of anxiety from a psychologist perspective you know um the anticipation is pretty much always worse than the situation that we're fearing, and. and when you can find people to uh, guide you along the way, which is exactly what you're doing and you're modeling for them and they have that social support. You're really incorporating every aspect of a successful program. Um, I think it's amazing what you're doing. I'm so happy that the world is going to hear about it. And I think that there's a place for it, not just with second language learners, but in every single classroom, because what you do is you make learning so meaningful and so related to real life and you integrate everything. And that's what I think school should really be about. It should not be these disparate content areas, but social studies and science and English and technology and all of these um, subject areas, I believe should really be integrated in a way that is going to make it more meaningful. And you're doing that intuitively. And I think it's brilliant.
0: appreciate it, the kind words. And I, th- I think the great thing about your chapter, and I, I share many different of my students' stories within the chapter, yours is one really powerful story that really just like people will be, will go through a range of emotions just reading your chapter as as Mm -hmm. i did when i i read it and i was like whoa you're like superwoman (laughs) but you know the student himself was just the journey that you had then gone on with him right you know it's just i'm not gonna give it away but uh it's definitely a must read and there's there's so many nuggets within that one story and learnings within that one story that you've done such a brilliant way of crafting it Thank so I, I highly yeah <laughs> I recommend everyone to, to read Jen's chapter first
1: thank um, you thank brush. you I think I think it's really just you know we all have such different perspectives such mm. different stories and um and I love that like you know we didn't know what each other's stories were going to look like in the resources and all of that I didn't know for myself you know when you're when you're in the world of education or in any field, I would imagine, right? Like there's in every moment is a new experience and opportunity to learn and to grow and to evolve and to be triggered and all of those things. And so you don't know, um, sometimes in the moment, you don't know what's going to be the most impactful for you professionally and personally. And so I know for myself that even coming up with what I was going to write about really, you know, I landed somewhere totally different than I thought I I would. And that's okay. And it really speaks to just that, that sort of trust um, and connection because we were also supportive of one another throughout the journey.
0: And I I love specifically what you do uh, in your role. As an educator and mother, it's you really similar to us, our students they they go through a series of lived experience, but we really connect with them on a really deeper, deep level. Like most classrooms are like, okay, there's another number kind of thing, right? Whereas we're like, we know the ins and outs of all of our learners. They still remember us 10 years later. We're having meaningful impact and connect them on such a deep level that you form this relationship, this bond with each person we meet and more so yourself, you know, cause you do meet a lot of students one-on-one as well. Mm-hmm. Right? And what you're empowering with mindful mamas, you know, and, and empowering mothers to be able to do the same with their kids,
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: connecting that deeper level and with emotional intelligence and just everything, just it's amazing. Really? Thank
1: you. Yeah. You know, as we were talking, I'm like choking up actually because I was thinking like, uh, like as parents and as educators and in, in our role, like. um we have an agenda right like we all have agendas we all have our to-do lists and all of that but at the forefront of our agenda needs to be heart like connecting with the heart of our children and our students and each other and the to-do lists do need to fall away, they need to really kind of just drop away. Not entirely, yes, things have to get done, but things will get done so much more effortlessly and beautifully and in ways we can't even comprehend if we keep that that at the, heart, at the top of our agenda, just connecting to the heart of our children. And there's so many times, you know, I see with the moms that I work with and for myself even, I have these things that I want to get done or do or, you know, but we have to keep checking in with, with, our, with our kids and our students uh, and ourselves mm. um, constantly to really show up for our lives, I think, in the way that we want to um, so that we are aligned and showing up as our best selves and, and creating a space for our kids too and our students, regardless of what age they're at, to, to do the same.
0: Beautiful, I, I, I couldn't have said it any better.
1: And for both of our audiences and anybody who listens to this, Um, This is not our book, this is not just our message as the authors when I say our, it's, it's, you know, we really want everybody to feel a part of this. um, Because the children are our future. And, um, And so if all of you and any of you have ideas, like, don't, don't hold back, you know, share with us, share with the world, like, how you think we can get this um this message out and this space to to make it something massive
0: you know one little chapter but everybody has their chapter and you know how can we include everyone else in all of this and you know there are some tips tools things that people can walk away from this but to to further the conversation you know that's what we're here to do cool all right So I think we're gonna sign off. I can't believe it's been about 40 minutes. So I'm really excited. This book comes out on October 9th. And I know the first, is it five days or a week, the proceeds are going to
1: charity? Uh, yes to the Unstoppable Foundation amazing organization I'm going to post on my page some information about that Um, but yes you are if you if you support us in buying this book then know that you are also providing education to children in Africa who would not otherwise have that opportunity so it's the gift that keeps on giving
0: (laughs) awesome all right so this is Anish signing off and Jen Zash and we'll see you all
1: next time. Bye-bye.